ball, 291. This is Shots Fired, a podcast about hip-hop and Moombaton. Oh yeah, that's that. That's like instrumental reggaeton, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's like it's all about reggaeton. Yeah. That's where we're talking to Mike Eagle on this episode about reggaeton for about three hours. See, He's really into it. Like speaking of like that, you're like like electronic music is just funny to me. You know, I recently it's a saw humorous genre. Yeah, or just instrumental music. Most of the current instrumental music is funny because uh. Well, there's this like meme I saw with like you know Morpheus on it, and it said, "What if I told you that trap is rap instrumentals?" <laughs> like, I don't think he's... you'd be like, "I think you're a moron." That's not exactly here, but yeah. yeah, but you know, like like trap trap music, and then Moonbaton. Yeah, it's like electro. It's like fucking. It's like reggaeton, like electronic reggaeton. Yeah, and then dubstep. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some fucking Brit's gonna come punch me in the neck when next time I'm out in London. But they don't listen to it in England. I mean, it was like one of those genres that literally was like relevant for like but, six months. But it was just like instrumental grime to me. Like I don't like you no, know. It's, well, actually, instrumental grime is was really popping right now. There's like some amazing stuff out of it. So that's even worse because there's yeah. actual grime already. No, there's amazing instrumental grime. I, but uh, fuck, I, I don't like read Sun Ra's column at Passion of the West for some instrumental grime tips. I, I, I understand <laughs> that there's columns and that it's a thing, but the no, when, when you take the vocal columns. when you take the vocalist out out of the stuff. And then you call it something new because there's no vocalist there. Yeah. At least that's called instrumental grime. Yeah. It's like when DJ Shadow did it. Everyone's not like, whoa. I guess they did say instrumental hip hop, but everyone's like, he was actually to give credit to DJ Shadow, he would go to hip, we go to record stores and put his album in the hip hop section mm. when they would try to, you know, put it in some like electronic or instrumental. Oh, or. Yeah, because Shadow is a real dude. Yeah. He wears every time you see him. This is how you can tell, like, like an OG hip hop white boy. Is that he always wears the hat of the baseball team of the city that they're in? That's true. I, I thought you were gonna say he wears Echo, but with the K and with the CH in it before it became the K. I don't even remember with the CK in it. I, had, but, <laughs> I definitely had. And I, and I do remember. The, I never went to the K. I was like done. I don't like the spelling. Well, I remember Echoes. There's a lot of red being involved in there. So the fact that they had the CK in there only confirms that it's a blood. It's clothes for bloods. It's yeah. clothes for b boy bloods. Yeah, bloods that can break dance. You know, tag bangers that will once become bloods from blood neighborhoods, you know? Mm-hmm. You're talking about my childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not at all. I'm a real uh, blood, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my childhood is basically just me at this age still listening to Young Thug songs. Um, in the suspended adolescence of being a person in Los mm. um, Didn't you fucking, speaking of all the electronic shit, didn't you go to Hard Festival? <laughs> I did. Thank mm-hmm. you for mentioning it. I went to Hard Festival, Hard Summer. Hard Summer. Last weekend. Mm-hmm. I was at a, on, a, on a dare. Um, hard, oh, it, hard. It was like, it was like a bunch of like the softest people you've ever seen going really hard. I was way too old, first of all, for it because it was like sixteen year olds now. Yeah. And which is totally different because do you remember when we were in high school? There was like two rave kids. Yeah. yeah there were two rave kids. At my school, there was a Korean kid. Yeah. Named Sang because yeah. we were in continuation school. There's a mm-hmm. Korean kid named Sang, and he was like, "I took too much ecstasies last <laughs> night." <laughs> and then there was a uh, there was this girl. Girl who was actually like young and hot that was like you know like well she was we were like in fucking we're seniors in 11 and she was like ninth 
tenth or whatever the she fuck. Turned out at the rave parties. Not even getting turned out. Kidding. She, but she was just dressed like a like a fucking uh, like a size pixie, eighty-four like a, pants, like a pixie. No, no, no. Oh. She was dressed like a sexy La- fucking pixie. Yeah, you know well, that still that still exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot but, of pixies. But like, it was totally inappropriate. Like, I can't sag in the hallway, but this bitch could come dressed like a fucking pix- pixie. You know, bro culture is so weird because yeah. now it's like the mainstream of bro culture is hard kind of and they've crossed over yeah. I think Molly being the great equalizer bros are just taking lots of Molly yeah. and ready to go and so they're getting it, the whole thing was super weird to me because there were some cool things I only that's about my grandmother like telling me don't do Molly because it makes you overheat she saw it on the news or something but she's <laughs> yeah. like oh, yeah. my grandma's they 92 did, by the way they 93. did a free water station so oh, yeah yeah I mean the line but people crazy. still died though yeah uh, the way someone to die apparently. There was also a great fight that you can find on YouTube too, where some people were fighting at a Foster Domus thing, and then like the only guy, it's just two girls that beating the shit out of each other, and the only the first comment is that ass though. <laughs> and YouTube, and you're like Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like so I went to um, what I realized is you know it's like really hard. People apparently still like dubstep. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. dubstep is. It's not just. It's just hard bass music, basically, mm-hmm. just blowing your fucking brains out. The most. It, it feels like like snuff porn mm-hmm. to music. But what I realized. People, people just got tired of dubstep being the only thing. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's basically music for white people too. Like a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, it's just like would have been like white people colonialism music. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of people, white people, getting really amped up to like rhythmless, atonal, just. <sighs> Bass music. Well, there's rhythm, right? Not, not in some of this music. It was just very. And I'm sitting there, like on the periphery. Yeah. Obviously, not having the white, right, white gene or something to to really feel the colonialist. You yeah, know, feeling like a black I wanna, albino. I didn't want to invade like Angola or anything. It was like there. It was really weird. Yeah. And people were getting hyped into it, like frenzy. It was, it was like, like big German drums, like. Bum, 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 bum. Not even. It was just like American mm. fucking Del Taco, eighty-four ounce. Like it oh. was like McDonald's, like. 84 ounce sodas yeah. drums oh, okay. that makes any sense just oversized no. and it's you're like no yeah I don't no, I get it no I get, I get it yeah I understand totally how could like super weird I'm not there to hate and then I saw like Miga I'm not there to hate I mean I, of course I'm there to hate what else would I do Disclosure was fine they were they were. Yeah. I interviewed DJ Harvey last week and he had the funniest thing ever to say he goes Disclosure he's like they're like I'm not going to do that accent he's like they're uh they're like a perfect English breakfast sausage and potatoes and if you put them out in the sun long enough they'll turn into ripe tomatoes <laughs> I was like, like he just hit you with some cockney bars right there because you know it's like pigs in a blanket we're at a banquet ah! you know, it's like, what the fuck, fuck are you talking yeah, about did you just try to sell me coke oh that made so much sense and then I, then I left halfway to go see mustard uh, yeah. which really that like in my soul mustard and disclosure should not have been on at the same time I agree because that, that is, was those are the only things that are that I got homies that played hard yeah but the only things that are, that are relevant Outside of that, those uh, subgenres I totally agree with you. are those two things. Yeah, you know. So why completely. the fuck would you? I was force really upset. You, you basically. Those are the only two things I wanted to see. All the black people <laughs> ran to see disclosure, and all the no white people <laughs> went to see see mustard. All right? the black people, haha! You've obviously never been. Um, no, I never had like been. eight black people there. Mm-hmm. I like wanted to start talking to them, and be like. What's, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, but then you're a racist because you're like, I can't enjoy all kinds of music. Yeah, yeah. but I I couldn't enjoy that. Why kind of music. should Why should they be enjoying themselves? 
I, I assume they're all on ecstasy too. It's only like they're all just mollied out their fucking minds. But um, yeah. yeah, mustard and then mustard. I got walk over and mustard's playing Migos's Fight Night. And that yeah. was Valhalla. Yeah, you finally saw it. So you saw. You also were at a concert of. Yeah. Did, so you saw Jay Z and Beyonce. Did yeah. you figure out if they're together or not? Look, I was there. The concert. I was there because my marriage is shitty. I'm not. <laughs> I don't care about their marriage. <laughs> of course, of it was your marriage better or worse? But like, yeah, this this helped my marriage. Watching them, whether they were pretending or whether it, like they're at work. You got to remember something. Totally, they're at work. <laughs> no matter what happens on that stage, they're still on the clock. So none of it is real. Nothing is None real. of it is real. I always wonder with celebrities if anything is real. Whenever I interview an actor, I think of the whole thing as an elaborate performance piece that they're just giving me. No, no, I'm, I am sure as an entertainer myself and a person doing interviews... It is. That, no, that I, like, sometimes no one will take, you, take your words seriously because you're an entertainer. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like, this is my only chance to be honest. And then they still because take it as entertainment. Does it's it like, ever go into therapy? It's like therapy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, it's like when I go out to lunch, random business meetings with people, and it devolves into therapy. You're like, just what's wrong with this guy? Exactly. Tell me more about Beyonce. Um, Beyonce. Okay, this is what I can say. Uh, I've seen Jay Z perform three times. Uh, seen him at uh, Coachella. I've seen Watch the Throne, and I've seen this concert. I've also seen. I didn't see the last one. Yeah, but I, I didn't see. Like I got homies that saw Jay Z's first show out here. I got, I've seen. I know people who've seen. I everything. saw that in the Palladium a couple years ago. That was no. It was like did he play Jay shows in the nineties? Yeah, okay. it was on some like like broke Jay Z shit. Oh, he did like a Hard Knock Life tour. I think that came. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like Bigger B's, Bigger B's Unity. Really? Yeah, like shit like that. That's like cool. You know, and you know before he, he was even he before was, even before Reasonable Doubt. It, um, maybe Reasonable Doubt, but like when Reasonable he was around for several years before Reasonable Doubt. But he was like the op the opener. Like yeah. they're right above the local guy. Big Daddy Kane's hype man at some point. Yeah, but um, so I got homies that say they've seen seen all that shit. Uh, but so those are the three shows that I saw, and those are pretty big, big shows. Um, this show was better than the Coachella performance, mm -hmm. but not as good as the Watch, Watch the Throne. Was really good. Kanye West makes made sure that the Watch the Throne concert was like everything was framed in the right context. Uh, Jay Z's performance was I'm a guy on stage with the microphone this time. Yeah, I'm a guy on stage with the microphone rapping, and uh, you know there's visuals behind me. My it's, wife is Athena. It, basically, but no, but like you know there's visuals behind me, but there was no, there was no extra showmanship to mm -hmm. any of the things I that he was doing. It was the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like there's certain points like when you play big pimping, mm -hmm. like Beyonce has fucking dancers. Like Beyonce's performances were fucking. They sent chills down my my spine sometimes. Really? Pause. You but, are so emo now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but you know, like, but there's fucking, there's dances, there's choreography, there's like, it's, this, a, spe it's this, a spectacle. The stems, the songs being breaking down and turned into sections and all this shit. There's fucking like a little movie playing and all this shit, you know. And I'm like, fuck. Like when I hear big pimping, there should be fifty dudes like on stage checking their cell phones and some like getting drunk and falling. Like your backup dancers should be the most ignorant niggas in the world. That's what your backup dancer should be. Just you don't have to think too much. <laughs> just, just invite some homies out. That is the worst. That's a recipe for the worst rap show ever. No, but in context, and like in terms of just like what that what that song feels like, you know. I mean, actually, what I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't the, know. the best song is song. The best song was "Song Cry." Oh yeah, which great. was like that's the shit where he, he put the mic mic in the mic stand and kind of just like talk to the crowd, uh -huh. and that's the only time. 
with the best performance felt real yeah well no there was other good songs but like there's certain things just they they weren't separate from each other song cry stood out as a total separate thing because of it was just like me spilling my soul you know but there should every song every song needs a fucking background and beyonce knew that shit well i think even if you have a video of some sort like a clever video it could kind of like I think Kendrick did that for his last movie. I think Lotus helped them with that, and I think that was mm. a really creative. Well, not Lotus. It was a uh, Strange Loop. Strange Loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it actually reminds me of the show I went to last night, which was mm. Eminem and Rihanna. Mm. And another buddy cop movie. From watching the, I don't think they're married. I think it's a fake marriage that they have. I mean, I, mean, that I kept on thinking the whole time, like, okay, so. Is could Eminem fuck Rihanna? And I kept on thinking this because I'm a terrible person. And I thought, yes, he could fuck Rihanna. Because yeah. I think she would fuck him for the story. Because I think Rihanna's cool like that. I think if it was broached to her in some way, she'd be like, sure, I'll have sex with her. He's super famous. He's one of the biggest rappers of all time. It'll be a weird story. I'll go and tell my friends while we're sitting courtside at a Lakers game or a Clippers game. Nah, like, check this out, dude. Nah, I think... I think Rihanna would fuck Eminem or Eminem would fuck Rihanna. Well, obviously Eminem would fuck Rihanna. But I don't think... Who would not fuck Rihanna? But it's like, I'm not looking at Rihanna's image out in the public. Like, Rihanna looks, you know, with all all that shit on, she looks like a normie, normass broad. I totally disagree with you. Nah, I, I think she's. I think she's totally. I've, have you seen her? Up, I saw her up close. She looked like a bitch that I had pee with at Crenshaw High. That's like she doesn't. I mean, she she doesn't even. But her like, eyes are like hypnotizing. But that's with all the stuff on there. No. Nah. I was on a plane. Like emeralds, James. Emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> look, man. Look. I, I don't think that she's that. Hot. I mean, I think I she's think hot. She's that hot. I think she's hot. But what I'm saying so you're is, you're saying you think Beyonce is much hotter than Rihanna. Uh, Beyonce is uh, after watching it she's sort of like androgynous and like kind of manly to me a little bit in the same way that Prince is feminine like yeah. I know you're a dude I know you got <laughs> bitches but like re- like Beyonce has like a like a fucking cobra's jaw she's just Athena from like the gods yeah yeah yeah, yeah I can't yeah. think of her as a real person like as a sexual being I can only think of her as like a Greek god yeah and you know but but Rihanna she's definitely softer but I think she's a normie norm Rihanna's a normie norm sweet girl yeah. and Eminem is a normie norm fucking midwest dude like who wants to go to applebee's on the weekends all day eminem will drink you under the table at the tgi fridays before uh before the yeah before the sobriety thing yeah it was real weird watching them because there are no two human beings with less chemistry on earth than eminem and rihanna which was it was one of the worst shows i've been to in a long time but it was those are two people i'd imagine fucking being on a greyhound with one like if they they weren't famous (laughs) I like I could see those two people in a motherfucking Greyhound station looking bad. You're like looking at him, you're like, this guy's probably a serial killer mm-hmm. and she stripping? I don't know. Like, yeah, no, she's definitely she's running away from a bad situation. Running away from a bad situation. And he is he might have a little bit of meth on him. <laughs> a little bit. And when you say a little bit, you mean a backpack full. I mean, <laughs> some to smoke, some to sell. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, do not. Yeah, if you see that kind of a Greyhound bathroom run. <laughs> so, it was super weird because it was like a basic, basic bitch convention and basic That's bro what convention. Say. What I'm trying to say like is like a basic bro convention. What I'm trying to say is that they're both kind of basic. Yeah, they Except are. Except for their, their amazing talents. They are amazing talents. Yeah, and so I'm watching it. 
they come out together. It was really funny. It's like Eminem is being. There's like a, they tried to create a like a fake narrative, you know, yeah. to kind of start off the show with. But like obviously no one thought long and hard about. Yeah, maybe we should be creative with this and weave it through. It's yeah. only in the first clip in the beginning. Yeah, the big video screens at the Rose Bowl passing in. It's the first kickoff of the show, mm. and Eminem comes out. The Jay Z Beyonce concert was at the Rose Bowl as well, so we saw we're basically looking at like flip book versions, of yeah, other, yeah, or inverse of each other, and uh, uh, <laughs> like Eminem is of course in a straight jacket. You're like, oh, Eminem, still crazy, yeah. <laughs> You're still going with that. Let me out, let me out, this thing. Doctor Dre said, I'm a bass head. Rihanna, and he's like yelling at Rihanna for being late. <laughs> it's just so forced, and you're like. That's what? It's so weird. And like Eminem's like, oh, Ariana, you're late again. And she's like, Marshall. It's just this weird, almost like weird sitcom kind of vibe. I, I, I kind of want to see that. That sounds cute. It, it was amazing. It wasn't good. Yeah. It was a terrible concert, but very entertaining. Yeah. Because it was just so. It was. It was so bad. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. It was so terrible. Then you know when she starts out, no one could give less of a fuck than Rihanna. I have the utmost respect for Rihanna. I think yeah. she's awesome. She she's, did not give a fuck. She's girl Tyler. She yeah. She kind of is. Did not give a fuck. Just doesn't even change her wardrobe like for the first hour and a half. Like comes out later on in like a jacket filled with like rap patches, like yeah. like old rap groups, like mm. patches of them. But is mainly dressed in like some kind of yellow Zubazzy kind of thing, where she looked like she was clearly just going for Aaliyah. Yeah, just kind of like black and yellow, like splunts and just like not trying. I mean, like a bra, and just yeah. had, like a black bra. Yeah, not caring, can't dance for shit. Yeah. That's the opposite of Beyonce. You see opposite that? Opposite of Beyonce. <laughs> like, she could not, she is bad. She's like me dancing, mm -hmm. which I really respect because I'm like, wow, Rihanna has mm. gone so far. For a Caribbean woman, for a Caribbean woman, like I'd expect, I wouldn't expect her to do too many dance moves, but I would expect her to be able to do a slow dutty wine. You know, she I'd expect. grabbing her crotch, yeah. which was weird. And it, cause it's like not that sexy when a woman grabs her crotch. Yeah, Beyonce did that shit once during the show and that shit was like offensive cause she's so manly. I was like, ah, <laughs> ah. Uh, uh. Like Beyonce's the only person that could punch you with her pussy. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Uh, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, she'd be rapping. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, so oh, what else is there? Rihanna and then Eminem. I didn't even go into Eminem. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, Rihanna's got a couple of good songs. I, I, I like the ballad. She doesn't really do the ballads for me, but whatever. She's cool. You don't. You don't like the ballads from her. I, I like. Her. I like "Pour It Up" is a really good song. I think. I like her. I like her. I like the record that came like right after the whole Chris Brown shit. The one, you know, with um, one of the singles like Slash is like playing guitar. The fucking cover of the record is super gothic. Eminem comes out though, right? Yeah. Shit is the. I mean, I'm gonna preface it by saying that I really used to love Eminem, and mm -hmm. I still have the ultimate respect for him. Obviously, a top ten greatest rapper of all time. Mm -hmm. But my God, his shit has aged so poorly. Like you're coming out, Eminem. First of all, like of course, white white tee, mm -hmm. cargo cargo shorts, camo shorts. You're like Eminem. Come on, some, you don't need to wear a suit, or you don't need like the, you know the the Che kind of hat that he's mm -hmm. rocking lately, mm -hmm. and. Like the five panel shit or what? Yeah, just clearly does not know what his good songs are. Comes out, crack the bottles like in the second song. You're just like, that is your worst song. Just 3 a.m. from rehab. Like, don't, no one, your rehab shit, no one cares. Mm. He does, uh, he does, he does a medley of the singles at the end. Like, yeah. clearly doesn't want to do it, but it's super weird. And he does Criminal. Really weird to watch because 
nothing is more dated than the homophobia on that shit. Yeah. We're like in this post Macklemore world where he <laughs> is singing same love at the Grammys and Eminem yeah. is singing, Oh, somebody shot me, check in the mail. And you're like, yeah. he's doing the accent and it's weird. And you're like, oh, just with the homophobia and like the, you're like Kevin Federline references and Backstreet Boys references. I met a young 19 year old African-American male who is a really good uh, rapper from my, my stomping ground, the Mert Park who really loves Eminem's new work. And he's an odd future? Nah, and he's wearing a Slipknot shirt. He might as well be an odd future, you know? He's and a he's, yeah, I was just like, oh God. Well, it's like people have like mental problems a lot of the time, like he resonates. No, I don't, the kid, the kid has mental problems. I think kids, they, he really, the kid really loves relapse. He really likes Hobson, I'm sure too. Nah, nah, he's not that corny. He, what I'm saying is he's not corny. Yeah. The kid like, Raps his ass off and he's cool. Well, relapse, I will say, as a technical achievement, is pretty staggering. Really? I think it's one of the best rapped albums I've ever heard. It's just I never want to hear that album as long as I. The kid really likes technical shit, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why. It's why. like you know, looking at a guitar solo or something. You know what I mean? It's it, it, but Eminem. It was it was kind of sad. Like I felt bad for him because I just wanted to be like, you don't like this. Why are you doing this? This is not you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think what Eminem really wants, like, did you hear the song on his last album where it was like a bonus track where he's rapping off like an old buckshot in, uh, instrumental from nah. the 90s, like bootcamp click shit? Yeah. He sounded awesome on it. Yeah. And you're like, just just rap 90s. Just, that's what you want to do. Yeah, just, yeah. Let's be honest. Like, just, just make Infinite 2. Just to make Infinite 2, or like, just do the real Slim Shady EP like eight times over, and I yeah. promise, like, it'll be all, you won't have as many fans, you maybe won't be able to play the Rose Bowl, but like, you'll always be able to play the Greek Theater for the rest of your life. But here's the thing, when artists do things like that, it's tight. Like, remember when fucking the death of Auto-Tune came out? Yeah. How, how like, all the real heads were like, ah. Like when artists, big artists do things like that, they'd be like, yes, he hasn't forsaken us, you know? Yeah. Like I've been waiting for Eminem to do a song with fucking Danny Brown. Like, like, like. They're managed by the same company. I'm sure they will, but. I mean, but like, I'm sure they will. We can say I'm sure they will. They should have already done it. You know? I would think it would be cool if Eminem did an album, like, you know, with. It was so funny though. I tweeted, I was like, Eminem reunited D12 from my band. Mm. (laughs) It got retweeted like 40 times. Like people thought that was true. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like. Just make a stat quo joke, but I said a little. You just need kind of you like in terms of like, like for for pop shit. Like you you need one pop hit. You need one pop hit on a record. That's all you need. That's all you need. I agree. You know, like you need a pop hit. You need some ratchet shit, and then you need some shit for your core audience. I, yeah. And you don't need it like to fucking chase anything except for. I mean, the rest of it needs to be for your core audience. You know, and I feel like the pop hit shouldn't be forced, and um. It's also like, what does a guy like Eminem write about at this point? He doesn't ever go out. He's not a normal person. I think once, there was a funny Kanye, it was actually a really good Kanye quote where he said, I think once you become really famous, you stop, you almost stop evolving in a way because mm. you're no longer an actual person that people are not treating like a famous person. Yeah, you can't fucking, you can't be on the bus. Yeah. You can't, you know. You can't do anything. Like, if Eminem and Rihanna actually were on a Greyhound. Yeah. You know, like, and he was the guy with the meth in the backpack, and she was, and she was, and she was the broad with the fucking, you know, running from a shady past. Like, that's a song. I kept on hoping. That's a song. I don't. I kept on hoping. Let's edit this part out. Write the song. Don't tell anyone. Let's edit this part. I kept on thinking. We're about to go into my because this is too long of an intro. But I kept on thinking of it being like I I wanted for Eminem for this whole tour, the Monster Tour, to be uh, like a how Stella got her groove back kind of thing, Mm -hmm. where Eminem and Rihanna 
around and then start dating. Like it's at first, it's it's weird. all about American with some young Caribbean, young Caribbean basically. Person. Yeah, yeah. 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 All, and like she then just inspires this part of him. He starts going to and then she, weed again. And then she turns out to be a lesbian later on, right? Later on, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But he starts to go to weed and strip clubs again. And he's having fun. He's enjoying mm. his life, and he's having sex with this Caribbean woman. Yeah, and. Maybe this is just I'm projecting, but I feel uh-huh, uh-huh. that it would be good for him, and I just want him to have happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, before we go, I wrote I wrote a, an article. Oh yeah, we talked about that. I don't know what the fuck. It, somebody called it an op-ed. I don't know what an op-ed is. It actually, would be an op-ed. That's a what's good, an op-ed? Uh, it's opinion editorial. It's in the page of the newspaper. It's 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 an opinion piece, but okay. it would be. It's on the op-ed page of the newspaper, so they kind of get put in. Editorials are uh, unsigned articles that the newspaper. Yeah. They have an editorial board, usually, yeah. and they write these unsigned articles that reflect the tone of the newspaper. Oh, okay, and okay. And they're right next to the opinion pieces that have you know, bylines on them. Okay, cool. I wrote this thing about uh, battle rap, and that's the thing about Eminem made me think about this shit. And, uh, yeah, man. Niggas are, are mad at me. Are they mad at you? But there's like some people that are, it's like very, very split right down the middle. Mm. Like battle fans yeah, are like did diss. Benedict Arnold. <laughs> they, they called it. Did you get a lot of unfollows from Twitter? Nah, I don't know if I got any unfollows. <laughs> I didn't check. I don't be checking my numbers like that. Fine. Yeah, you're a real sociopath if you do. <laughs> I'm looking at my phone right now. Um, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I thought it was a good piece. Mm-hmm. As I said, I, I think it made me. It was very emotional. Mm-hmm. Your perspective. It's hard. To, it's the, one of the hardest things in the world to go out there and. You put your opinions and your emotions in a newspaper column, so it's cool that you... The thing about it is, it's, it's emotional, but it's like, it's emotional in the way, like, I don't give a fuck. But how can you honestly be a man in their 30s, like, doing battle rap like that? Unless unless it's just a job and you need to get money and you're hustling for your... I respect anyone that, you know, it's like, yeah. hustling for their family, but you had an alternative route. And you, it'd yeah. be weird if you were still doing that. Yeah, it would be. And I found myself, look, I was in Miami with my wife and this, like, nice hotel and, like... You know, we're about to go to the beach and do all this cool shit, and like all the guys are down there just like in, in like waiting, like for waiting to all get in like one fucking like seven of them to get in a Honda Civic, and they all smell like cigarettes and fucking like like plastic bottle liquor, and I'm just Rapping like I, the, yeah, I don't fit in here. I yeah. just don't fit in. Yeah, like you know, I'm. You did pledge the fraternity. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I grew out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, America's favorite fraternity rapper, Mike Eagle. Yeah. Mike Eagle was actually te- he was in a fraternity. He right? was in a frat. Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> and I would anything bother Mike more than be called a frat rapper? And the funny part about it is, I think he just he did it just to say he could do it. Like you know, just like I could do this shit too. I feel our audience has already heard dark comedy, but if they haven't heard, it's amazing. It probably all aside, it probably is. If not the best rap album of the year, then in you can you can't count on one hand more good albums. Top five, top oh, five, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're biased, but it's true. Shots fired. I am show. definitely not biased, not at all. I have zero bias in my heart. What's bias? But a lot in my soul. <laughs> all, right. all right, shots fired. Thirtieth Pratt, shots fired. Helping officers. Thirtieth Pratt, helping officers. Thirtieth Pratt. Here with Open Mike Eagle. Hi. Oh, loud. It's been a minute since you've been on. Has it been a minute? Illuminate us about the details that have gone on in the last, what, three months, probably? I don't know. Um, it was, well, we had an episode with, obviously, with DC person. And that, you. that was what happened. It was a pretty amazing one. It too. was good. Mm-hmm. Things got sad. I was really happy about that. That room was just so fucking cut dark myself. and deep. I was in the corner cutting the entire time. I listened to Joy Division for six days afterwards. I haven't stopped. <laughs> I haven't stopped at all. What's Joy Division? 
Love, I'm just joking. love will. I'm sorry. I just wanted to sing that anyway. It gave me the perfect end. Nice. So you're not, you're not goth. I mean, I think like naturally I'm goth without there being a goth. Suit. Yeah, you had black fingernails. That's pretty goth. I was just a sad ass little nigga. <laughs> we all sad. Yeah. Little niggers. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not with the heart, er. <laughs> It's sadder that way. <laughs> I imagine when you think when you say sad little niggers, that's like a line of like porcelain like toys from like <laughs> from like the old days, you know. We probably saw that in Loretta Lynn's restaurant. Remember when we went oh, to Oh Loretta Lynn's yeah. restaurant. Did she had like redneck. She had a store and and this one Oliver store. Well it was a restaurant yeah. and, and store. And on the side of the store uh, there was a whole aisle de- devoted to little Sad porcelain little black s- slave <laughs> mammy dolls. Yeah. It, was, it was very horrible. But and we I, ate there. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we didn't know. Like We walked out and then like uh, the, the camera guy who was with us, like he, he kept taping the whole store mm. and he's like, y'all got to see this. This <laughs> in Tennessee? The, the, I guess it was in Tennessee. It, it was, was on the way to Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, I yeah. Think it was in Tennessee. They yeah. were either on the way to or outside of Nashville. It really fucks me up well, because I try to flirt with every waitress that that we have, you know. Yeah. So I'm like winking at her, and I was like, I was wondering why I wasn't getting no wink, like no action back. <laughs> I think she wanted to. I think she was scared. I think there's a directive or something in the back. Where you just yeah. don't. You don't do that. They had like just random gas stations on Tennessee. They'd have like Confederate ashtrays. I was like, yeah. Now, Confederate, I'm I'm never surprised by it, but the black mammy doll. I went to a plantation in Louisiana once. <laughs> Why'd you do that, Jeff? <laughs> I'm, I'm a history buff. Really? <laughs> you just wanted to fucking <laughs> I don't know, bigotry? <laughs> <laughs> what else? You wanted a mint and julep? I, I did have a mint and julep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fantastic. Was actually, the first time I went in the South, actually, was with my friend Davy Crockett, which we ended up in, when we were in Tennessee, went to the Davy Crockett birthplace, which, let me tell you, if is you he, show is he a Davey, DJ named Davy Crockett? Like, what's that was his real name. His dad's name is Davy Crockett. I no longer believe any part of the story. Yeah. I think it's all lies. So, the time I went to Disneyland, it was my friend Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> me and Nikki was in Disneyland. Well, we showed up, and it was another, like, it was, it was our bigotry tour. So, we went to uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, where they had the battle, Vicksburg. The, the Battle of Vicksburg. I don't know. No, there, so I imagine all war. battles that happened in the South over the day. We, we stayed at the battlefield and it was like 30 bucks a night motel and they were like, That's oh, nasty. Yeah. That's nasty. It was actually all right. No, it it's wasn't. The souls it was of all kind of, the grits of breakfast were okay. The grits, the grits are made out of the souls of like slaves. It was like, So slave dandruff. We show up there. The cauldron. We show up there, we're like, we're like, all right, we're in the south, so let's order mint juleps at this pool bar at this thirty-dollar-a-day motel. They look it's like it. when in when in Rome, like yeah, you know, do some Rome shit. Like, but when in the south, you you stick to your fucking gun. You don't do the Rome shit either. You'll end up at a bathhouse with some other man's penis in your hand, man. You don't. You, you if don't, I saw you the film Spartacus, I saw the film Spartacus. That's 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 Greek. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. That's Greek. Yeah, <laughs> I got my culture. You got all stuff. fucked up. No, man. Uh, but speaking of racism, I've never told this <laughs> story. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is like the dark comedy episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A couple of years ago, it was last year actually. Man, I had the 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 uh, fucking what is it? The, uh, the I was lucky enough to go go to Europe with Low in Theory, 
and I'm hanging out with one of my favorite beat makers, Hudson Mohawk, trying to bro out. We're broing out. It's a room full of Scottish people. Bro! Well, how yeah. do you do it with an accent? I don't know how you bro out with an accent. just like, hi, you're my mate, mate. Hi. And then so, yo, I'm some haggis. And he's got his little sister. Like, he got, there's a bunch of people that look like they don't give a fuck about music. They just look like they just came, you know, when you, your family comes, you know? And then there's this girl who, uh, like looks up at me toward the like toward I, after hours and is kicking it and she's like those pants are racist. Oh, <laughs> I'm wearing Union Jack pants. Oh, like, in Scotland? Yeah, oh God, not in Scotland, but like around Scottish people. Okay, and yeah. Like, that's basically like if I wore the Confederate flag around my ass. Wow. Yeah. That's that's not good. I haven't worn those pants since. Good. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't have anything against those pants. I but... mean, I do. I mean, I was forcing it, dude. That was I, I like we did that video. It looked they looked really cool in the video we did. No, they didn't. Man. I thought they did. The yeah, World Cup it makes me feel weird about like because I have this thing where I I think my contrarian streak always comes out because like I was watching a World Cup game mm -hmm. and like all these like just fakes, because you had to all these fakes yeah it's like all these fake soccer fans and like the jingoism like the the intense patriotism makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you know what makes me feel uncomfortable. Watching soccer. Oh, I hate soccer <laughs> so much. I, I do not get. I, I I get it. I guess because baseball is also boring as fuck. Yeah, I don't but watch I that either. Baseball is not like that boring. Like more things happen in base. Like the rhythm of baseball is a little bit different. It's more, than the rhythm of soccer. It's more relaxing. Soccer. Baseball. The rhythm of fucking soccer is like a blowjob where you never come. Oh God. <laughs> you know, oh. it's like oh that was going good for a second. Oh, but you punched me in the ball. I found it so weird because yeah. it's like all these like the, the patriotism, but America is so not built on like. Tying, <laughs> you're like yeah. that's not it. Or like I can't. Well, that's not really in the zeitgeist. Oh yeah, we don't know how to tie. Like tying, or like you win or lose. Well, yeah, we, in baseball, <laughs> for instance, it goes on forever until somebody wins, which yeah. is insane. Which is that's I how bet, it's gotta yeah. be. That's so crazy. Baseball doesn't make any sense at all. Don't say that. It doesn't. Don't it say doesn't. that. It really doesn't. Why doesn't it make really, sense? any any other team See? sport? Just like um, people trying to accomplish something into somebody else's like goal or something yeah when baseball you throw the ball at the other team it's on a, purpose it doesn't make any sense it's just a collection of individuals who like ah, happen to be on a no, team no 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 i mean that's the just, goal is a home run that's silly. <laughs> it's not the goal if, if, if <laughs> i don't want you if i don't want you to hit a home run why am i throwing the ball at you <laughs> that doesn't make sense you're trying to when make you them throw the ball at somebody <laughs> every pitch you're throwing the ball at somebody you're trying to make them miss the ball you're trying to show them how fast you can throw the ball that's you're trying a to, weird thing to accomplish it's tight i don't I think it is. It's I think it's amazing. weird. And it looks stupid on television. Shut up. Which is the other That's big the problem like about with baseball. Oh, no, no, it looks really you know dumb. Down, I was down for the soccer talk, but look, <laughs> you gotta stop this shit now. Get, Very I important part of my childhood right now. You know the tight pants also I found really like you're like, it's so arbitrary why we're wearing tight pants. What? In sports? You're just like you why can't am wear I wearing baggy pants in sports? I, you don't know, you know, like, wear baggy pants and fighting is a sport. Wait a minute. I don't know if I mean they wear like a dress or something though, well, right? Sumo wrestlers are arbitrary. It's arbitrary too. Like, why would I be wearing a diaper? Hey, one one day I woke up yeah. in Japan and <laughs> sumo wrestling was on why? on, on the TV, and I was just like, they really like it was no wrestling going on. It was just a dude just like squatting and doing like this and throwing salt like fucking LeBron James, like <laughs> like thirty minutes. That really that's but that's a sport. You it's know? all about rituals yeah. in, in that one, so they don't change much. I heard those dudes have like low key have like five wives and kids all over the country. Like right? Fela Kuti. Yeah, no, like sumo wrestlers, like they get they get yeah. they get it in. They're gods over there, man. Yeah.
they are worshipped. But back to this baseball. It's shit. stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a dumb sport. The sport's Why dumb. Why is this dumb? A fucking. I like baseball. Somebody can I, throw I an object ninety something miles per hour. So it's really what? hard. Wait, and then another <laughs> dude baseball? can hit said object. Right? No, there's some. There's, there's, yeah. I think all with the, a fucking stick, all yeah, of the, the width of the object. No, and like curveballs and sliders and change-ups. And it's not to balls. say that look, the competition hasn't produced some amazing technical things. I'm just saying the movie, the, the objectives Bay. inside of baseball are all really stupid. It's a game made of stupid things. Well, here's the thing that I tell you, right? This I don't think. A, have you seen Major League? I have. <laughs> I have. How can you say these things? You're, you're right. I think I think baseball has a certain like it invokes like a certain sentimentality in people and that's why when you get older like you like like it reminds you of being a kid and I think that's why people when they get older like like baseball more and more because I stopped liking it for all of my 20s I was like I'm done with this I feel like most sports are like a lot of the cool parts about sports especially like you're doing the Olympics are like uh, little aspects of what would make you good at being a primitive warrior like in the days right. before I, I our agree. weapons, like slalom. Yeah, so <laughs> for real, that I'm pretty sure in like you know, like in 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 the in the outside region, yeah. You know, but like oh, there's an invading army. Quick, I let's slalom, let's slalom down into their let's, faces. Let's just curl. But you know, throwing a ball at fucking ninety—it's the equivalent of getting an object and throwing that shit so fucking hard that you bust somebody's shit open. And they should just have throwing and then, contests. And then some other dude. Has to hit the shit because he doesn't want to get hit in the fucking face, right? I don't know. And the guy that catches it—it's not like the balls are going at your face and you have to hit them. Away. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying the skills are like I think they come from primitive like war talents. That's all. I, I think, think it comes heart. from English crickets. Yeah, it is. Or <laughs> the primitive game another, rounders. It's another stupid sport. English damn. Cricket. I was talking to my English friend the other day about uh, it. I was like, "Do you guys like baseball?" He's like, "No, no, no, no." I was like, "Do you guys like cricket?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." So I'm like, "That looks boring." And I said, "Then I'm like." Of course, I started talking about the movie King Ralph. I'm like, well, let me tell you about the movie King Ralph. He's like, I've seen King Ralph. I'm like, let me tell you about it again. I don't remember what happened in King Ralph at all. Oh, well, Ralph. John Goodman basically is the heir to the British throne, ends up going, like, there's a disaster, ends up becoming the king of England, plays cricket, wows the English. John Goodman is the hero. He's my hero. I've never seen him play cricket. He was already my hero. He didn't even have to make that movie. Cricket, they have baggy pants. Did we already cover that? Yeah, but they like tuck them in their socks or they something. They tuck like them that. in their socks, which is tight. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Can't argue with that. Yeah. It's, like, it's like inspired the cholo look. Yeah. And when they pitch, they kind of do like a little like like you know like a little hop, weird wind up hop, and then <laughs> like an overhand like they actually throw like they're trying to throw a weapon at somebody. They look like Fred Flintstone bowling kind of. They have the same kind of long, mm-hmm. long rollout. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about fucking sports we don't like for a long time. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that forever. There's a lot of sports I don't like. Actually, I think it's just baseball and soccer. I think that's the extent of sports. Well, no, I don't like golf either. No, oh. I'm see as I kind of want to play golf now. I, I, I kind of want to play golf. How do you feel about tennis? Tennis is great. I like tennis. See, I like I like sports where people oppose each other, like doing the same thing. Like to me, that makes sense. Like we're both trying to accomplish the same thing, so it's like a battle of will and skill. You know what I mean? That's not how but the like, world works. It is how that's the world not how works. The world, no, it's not. That's how the world works. No, that's not. how that's how every competition in every arena works. People trying to accomplish the same goal. Have you that's ever not how trying the, to get there faster that's than other people? Dimensional. That's not. Nah, nah. <laughs> so you know nothing about investment banking. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I'll, no, I'll go ahead and start talking about dark comedy. Though. Oh, okay. I just wanted to say that golf uh, annoys me because there's there's no opposition. It's just a person versus themselves. It's you versus nature. It's per- that's what that's what it all is. It's Maybe that is the most natural. That is. It's <laughs> you versus destruct. Now, I would I would I would feel better about it if it if the courses were actually natural. Like they make the courses. You know what I mean? Like that's weird. They like based, they make them based on how the courses used to be, where the fuck they came up with the place. It's just people get get to design. And shit. They do. People like to design shit. It was somebody in, was like, it was in Scotland. Yeah, in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, somebody was like, man, someone wearing a Union Jack. You know, I would really love to fucking flip this and make this amazing. You know, like, but they, I don't live in Scotland anymore. And then like, you know, they did it. They did that, and then golf picked up. <laughs> I think they should have just people. Uh, you should have a club, and somebody, uh, somebody else should have a club, and you guys should just hit each other till somebody <laughs> falls, and then that should be golf. I don't know. That was American Gladiators. That worked. I love it. I love it. American Gladiators. American Gladiators is ultimate competition. You guys like American Ninja Warrior? Uh, I watch that occasionally. I watch that occasionally. I think that's so much better than American Gladiators. Because they spend so much time on character development of every game. I, I don't know. Serengeti used Nitro pretty well. And uh, I just love how he brought out like just random 80s American gladiators into the mythology. Is that 80s or 90s? That's that like late, late 80s, 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was Nintendo time, man. That all went together for me, man. It was American just gladiators and Zelda. Having dudes all. just getting socked out. With, I like the Pugil Stick. Remember the Pugil, Pugil stick, stick is amazing, dude. Like big ass, like, you know, cotton did you, swab. Did you you see that someone was saying that like they didn't like the new uh, Link in the Legend of Zelda because it was like too feminine or something. What? Wait, Link yeah, was always a bitch, bitch, bro. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, come on. He was wearing like the guy looked like a little elf. He, like, he, he was an elf. He's carrying a wooden sword. Was, right. I feel like elves. What can like, you do with a wooden sword? In, in the modern times, they they've always like uh, the elves have always been kind of bitches. Like there's no like <laughs> there's no elf. That you know, that's like if, not like a little like a pretty boy. Yeah, like, they're they're you're right. They're they're never like, like hyper masculine elves. It's like wasn't yeah. like uh, Orlando Bloom like some sort of elf? I think so. Yeah, Lego Lost was that him or some other? So I don't some other elf in sprightly. Are we talking creature. Lord of the Rings? That oh, was those Lord were elves, of the Rings, right? I, were they, they were they were elves in Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and they all looked like Link. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they all they were kind of um. But the thing about this, what I know from L.A. gang shit, right? <laughs> is it's the most natural transition in all, life. All the pretty boy dudes that got beat up so much when they were fucking young that they had they're on edge, right? You know, like it's like the light skinned nigga with green eyes and a curly ponytail. <laughs> they're like that convict was all over the internet. <laughs> that dude, that guy, he probably he's probably had a fucking yeah, get he, a lot of fights because people took him the wrong way. You know, who was this? You didn't hear about the... Uh, I don't hear anything. Oh, there was this guy on the internet who... Let's not talk about... I don't want my podcast to be sullied with dated. that bullshit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. This isn't Bossip.com. This is not Bossip. I was bro. on Bossip once. Did I tell you I was on Bossip once? <laughs> no. With Holly Berry. I was. I said, Holly Berry. I was. Uh, uh, Holly Berry is a, a close friend of one of my family friends, and he does this, this barbecue every year up in the Hollywood Hills. Um, just even this last Memorial Day. Uh, my, my son was like dancing for her. It was great. Mm. But this one time when like shortly after he was born and shortly after her kid was born, like um, she had walked in or we had walked in at the same time. We were like holding our kids and talking and like the paparazzi <laughs> was taking pictures through the gate. And then I was on Boss Up all that week. And you were like her did, potential did they say like, Did they say rapper Mike Eagle? No. No. <laughs> no. They said, like the they said man. 
damage. That's pretty good. Damage. <laughs> yeah, no, to be that fair. was during the rappers will die of natural causes air because I was really trying to spin that. <laughs> so <laughs> should have Eric Benet on your album. No. Oh, okay. Hey, Eric Benet is a sex addict. He right? is a sex addict. That's, I mean, a, meaning that's he got, not a real thing, right? Means he got caught. No, yeah, but that means you say, got caught, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, what, what is like what 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 do you have to do to be a sex addict? You like, have to get caught by some rich woman. <laughs> nah, is that your just you excuse? To, so you go I've got a problem. Exactly. What else? What else? That's what I, 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 I got like, bad bitches. No <laughs> fucking problem. You know. <laughs> oh, that is like that's got to be Tiger Woods. Is like he plays that when he's alone. He has to. He has to. I'd imagine. Like he was crying about like, it, and then Charles Berkeley Barkley came and picked him up. He was like, "Get the car, nigga." And you put that song on, and he started crying more. <laughs> Tiger Woods, dude, that dude, man, pussy ruined him, or lack of it, or lack of it. No, he got because when he had all of it, he was winning, and then he lost it all, and he started losing. No, I think he started losing just because he fucking. Uh, maybe because he lost it all. Well, Dude, golf he, is such a mental sport. Like, I think it fucked up his head because uh, of that whole divorce. And yeah, yeah, the Just divorce. getting caught like that. That's just, just like an yeah. ignominious way to get caught. Like, your wife is just smashing you with the golf club through your car. See, that's, who what, golf, that's what golf should be. But who would have thought that <laughs> she would get so aggy? Like, you look at her, like a Scandinavian, like, former model, you'd expect her to be kind of calm and cool, but no. Well, she's well a, you would at least expect, a model. expect her to know that he was having sex with 100,000 people. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> I think that would... I mean that has to hurt the most is like the just the la- like it wasn't even it was just like anything. <laughs> you know what's like, so funny? Anything. You're like waitresses. It's like her. <laughs> it's like drivers. And, you know, in a relationship, like after something happens, fucked up, you look at like I don't even know you anymore. Like I literally like she probably was just like damn like you were. You were exactly not who I thought you were. <laughs> I was looking at Tiger like, dude, Tiger, like I don't even know you anymore. You know, like no one knows you anymore. You just and them, like, them seventeen, eighteen women know him though. See, here's the thing, man. I'm gonna be totally fucking honest. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> there's seventeen women that came out. Props to the bitches that didn't. Oh yeah, come no, out. they were easily. You were solid. They were easily a hundred and seventy. You know been what I mean? Easily, easy, easily. There's eight billion people in the world. <laughs> right. More than half of them are bomb bitches. No, I'm some some of them was like, Tiger, you can still come over here. You, <laughs> you can still when you in Pebble Beach this year, holla at me. It's still all good. You yeah, know what he I mean? had to have like what, like a hundred million dollars still. Hundred. $200 million. Yeah, he lost some endorsements, but he's still getting paid. Yeah, I don't think he really cares about getting paid. I think he likes golf and bitches more than anything. And, you know, I think Maybe now... Maybe he is a hero of modernity. Yeah, man. I wish that... He I, would be if he embraced it. I wish he yeah, could bounce that's back. that's true. Yeah. But he, he won't, and I think that's yeah. his problem. If he would if he had just been like, look... If he was like Action Bronson. <laughs> Wait, well, how, would, how, he, how does he... Feel? Action Bronson just embraces it. Embraces what? Everything. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Okay. Hedonism. Epicure, more Epicureanism. I don't know what that means. It's just like a love of the finer things in life. But Tiger obviously was married and kind of had the squeaky clean image. So. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta, you, you know, sometimes... Well, I think everyone was so surprised because he had the squeaky clean image and he was trying to, you know... It's like, I think you get wrapped up, you get hit the hardest when you have that, when it's like the surprise. Like, whereas like with Charles Barkley, the same thing could happen. No one would be like, eh. You know, that's good though. I think that was the end of the squeaky clean image though. For like almost for society. Everyone? I don't think anybody can do that anymore. I don't think anybody, well. Well, it was around the same time Kobe happened right before that. And Kobe was right, trying to do the squeaky thing. Right. Thing. The last one was like Tim Tebow, but he was so squeaky clean that everybody hated him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't pray that fucking much. Yeah, no, real, real, real clean is disgusting. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Nobody really wants that. Well, here's the thing. This is what we know about real clean is, <laughs> like, it's just there's always a dirty, dirty underbelly. You know, right? You, you, you know, so you can't really, you can't really be too clean these days because there's always something in the back of one's head when you're being clean. Well, also, like, you can't. Be, I mean, social media will make it so that. It doesn't matter how you you have to be. Exactly. I mean, Barack Obama is maybe he the last person that could be clean. But you know, cigarettes and uh, weed and, and, and cocaine, cocaine, right? Yeah, and, and, and just and just also being middle college. And, and, and then he never, you know, he's never like downplayed any of that. Really, he's yeah. kind of like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Just being the first black black president is like. The most, cause, you know, it's all about danger, and that's the most dangerous shit you can do that's in the true. world. Is like, hey, I'm a, I'm the black president. That's like, that's like skydiving for four years, eight or eight years, you know, just it could perpetual skydive every day. Mm. Dark comedy. Dark comedy is the name of a rap album that I put out earlier this month. Somebody said it was a comedy rap album, and I totally disagree. I think. I think it's partly comedy. There's okay. some com- comedic elements to it, but it's also dark as fuck, just like my soul. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's part of why it's titled like that. But also, mm-hmm. all of my albums could be called that, honestly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's kind of just who I am, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. This That's the best. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard being, being a friend. Like, I'm obviously biased. I likewise. Yeah, best record you ever done I think so too it's tight you I, know? I think it is too man I'm really proud of it man I'm yeah. really proud of the album I, I, work, th- I work really hard on it I'm really proud of it and yeah. um, so I, I don't shy away from any of the um, any of the praise it's got and really not even any of the uh, other than praise that it's got from, what is it, has it got any negative reviews of course I just don't retweet those <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't would, put yeah. those out there why so, would anybody review that negatively though? well cause some people I mean there's still it's like people that don't like sushi like nigga you just don't like sushi like yeah, some, don't say it's bad sushi right and that's kinda what it is it's like some people who review music for publications don't like rap music still that isn't like just super ignorant basically mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean like you know that isn't just what's well, well, or a different or a particular style like you're not rapping over boom bap beats in like a rah rah or a voice like that like right, 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 in right. double time but I, the thing is I don't think anybody well I would say that most of the people who I think reviewed the the, the record negatively and there's only been this is like three or three reviews that are negative I would say um I don't think any of those people like Boom Bap. That's not the sense that yeah. I got. I got the sense that they it's just like, kind of, they like the kind of rap that is popular right now. You know like what I mean? Young Thug or, or Drake. Drake. Or, you know, like, but Rick I don't Ross understand even, how you, you know what I mean? Fucking, I don't understand how, I like those things. Uh-huh. I like those things very much so. But I don't understand, like, in the same, what is it, like, the attention to de- detail and, like, in the rhymes and, uh-huh. like, you know, the fucking, like, the pop sensibilities in the chorus? Like, what what, what, what don't you like? Don't you like the fucking no, some, the beats? Some, look, 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 for real. Is it the content? Some if people it's the content, don't then, want attention to that, like, detail at that level, you know, or or, yeah. or only if it's directed in that same mainstream aesthetic. Like, mm. if, that, if it's that same attention, but it's directed anywhere else... Some people are off-put by that. You know what I mean? And that, that's the sense that I got from the negative reviews. It wasn't that, like, they 
they thought that I did a bad job of what I was trying to do. They just didn't like what I was trying to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And they like, shouldn't have fucking reviewed it. Well, but who who gets but, to decide? And you know what I mean? It's somebody's assignment, and sometimes you get the right list of things. Let's say I'm a fucking food critic, though, yeah. right? And I'm the dude that's like, I really don't like like. I, I work for fucking Zagat or whatever, yeah. and I just don't like sushi. Don't send me to a fucking sushi restaurant <laughs> to review this sushi restaurant. Well, you know, you know what? what? Now, now, what? Send I'll, the sushi guy. I'll give you what I'll what I'll say to that is that on that level, sushi is respected more than rap music is for its differences. You know what I mean? Like, or food is. You know what I mean? Like to where they wouldn't do that. But for rap, they'd be like, oh, just give it to the rap guy. Mm. You know what I mean? No matter what his tastes are, they mm. would just give it to him. Mm. You know what I mean? And if he only likes Rick Ross, well, then I'm fucked. <laughs> you know he only mean? likes catfish. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, what, what can I do? But, you know, like I said, the vast majority of the reviews and the response has been, like, really incredible. Like, really awesome. Like, more than I could ever ask for. You know what I mean? So, it's cool. Like, um, if I felt like I was trying to... Uh, make records that were like top 40 chart toppers then I'd be a little more concerned mm -hmm. or I would be a little more caught off guard you know what I mean but I know what what I'm doing is not something that a lot of other people do you know at least in the way that I do it mm -hmm. so you know it's only natural that some people are going to uh, not be into it actually it's a really interesting thing this one dude on tumblr like he posted a song and I think he, I want to say he's not from this country. I couldn't really tell, but he was like, man, I really like this song, but I feel conflicted um, because the album is so self-aware. I'm having problems connecting to it emotionally like I do the rap that I enjoy. Like, wow. Like, like that is like, Give that it is, to a fucking European. <laughs> what is the, uh, the essence and a feeling of uh, the thought of the man who creates the <laughs> thing you know uh, we think about art in a different way okay so but I mean but like I, I, I hit him with African European <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no it's African Afro-European that's great it's an African man living in that's Germany like have you heard niggas in Paris it is us <laughs> it is about us that is like all the World Cup teams in one person man that's great <laughs> but um, he's wearing, he's wearing a well, fucking you went to, with fucking Dutch colors I thought that was an interesting line in the album where, where you talk about going to Uganda and, uh, uh, and the Uganda? Program. Uganda. Yeah. What? No, I went to Africa in Uganda. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, went to Ross you thought, was, no, I thought it was Ghana. No, no, I went to Uganda. Okay. Yeah. And he was like kind of dumbfounded that... Uh, yeah, the program director of the radio station, he was unhappy with the song that I <laughs> What is this? Yeah. I can't get jiggy with this shit. Basically, <laughs> basically what... And I had to sit there and not laugh at that. But that's basically what happened. <laughs> He like he really called what me. Was he playing he like? called me into the room and was like, "What was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was not hip hop so, I am used to." Like you know what I mean? Was like, he used to like? Hey, was on. he like upset? I, you know, like well, we were in Uganda and while we were there at the radio station, every song that they played either was an American top forty type rap song mm. or Africans uh, emulating it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like without you know with, without any movement, you know what I mean. It's yeah. pretty much the same I, thing, you know what I mean. So not like bangs. Uh, what? Do you remember bangs? I don't remember it. No, what's that? Um, it was like a brief YouTube phenomenon. Uh, it was like. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, no, no! It was all very, it was all very professional and very polished and very in the pocket. Like every, yeah. it really like. 
that's just the scariest part. Was it from part. like five years before though? No. It was like it was right then. Yeah. You know, like they're they're on top of things. Internet, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the problem is though, they only get the most popular stuff. Uh -huh. They don't like strictly like. Yeah. So um me and Raj Gio over there really having to explain to them, um, even the people that we're working with, they're like, no, there's all of this other uh, stuff these other ways that people have done hip-hop for ages like I don't believe you <laughs> There are more that like they they knew about like the 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 most alternative thing they might have known about would have been like slick Rick a tribe maybe no not even a lot not even a lot of that slick Rick is alternative <laughs> Slick Rick with all his gold chains he's like African king <laughs> he's royalty he's one-eyed African royalty <laughs> Well, that is kind of like a pirate look. Yeah. <laughs> his, his sweatsuit is like tunic of great man. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, we, we, were, we were over there. Just slick Rick off the coast of East Africa. Just wow. Like, I'm going to stop. That yeah. shit. You continue. I got a story about Africans in the blow. What's the most you get done? I think I am done. I think that's it. I remember there's an African dude that came to the blow and was like, you know, sometimes like it's an open mic, right? So sometimes people would get up there with their songs. Sometimes people would get up there a cappella. Sometimes people would just have the DJ play a beat. He got, he signed the list and he got up and he was like, what happened? Oh yeah, he signed the list and he got up and there was no beat and he was just like, all of you here. You must go to Africa. We need you are our brothers. We need you there. Visit your people. He was like a fucking travel agent, basically. <laughs> and then, then, uh, then you know, the, the, the fucking standout part, the standout part was, you know, he was like, we love you. People think that, you know, there is some sort of divide or discourse, but we love you. See the sagging of the pants? We do this because of you. See, and that's, that's, that was the scary part about being over there, dude. Like, yeah. We went to like one of their rap shows. Niggas was sagging hard. I mean, it was a dude, and he was like probably the best rapper that I saw there rapping. Yeah. This dude had on like, one of them long white t-shirts from like 2001 three t three tall like three tall the ones tees. that go all the way down to the knee you know what i mean yeah, and chingies. like yeah and 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 they you know they hooks would be like you know uh bitch this and hold that and and nigga this i'm like damn i'm in africa and motherfuckers are saying nigga on the mic like 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 yeah, yeah. like like there's absolutely no problem there, you know what I mean? And I'm like sitting there horrified, but it's like they don't, they've never had people over there to explain like any of the origins of what we do out here and like what we've, you know, how those cultural things have come about to tell them, hey, like, it's not a good thing to say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they just hear it, they just hear it, you know, and there's no, there's no filters, there's like, the generation gap is even worse over there because a lot of their parents are in like fucking real wars and you know shit Playoff like that. Shit like yeah, that. or or you know we would see a lot of shit like this. Like we'd be walking uh, to like go get something to eat somewhere and see like four or five five year olds like walking to or from school by themselves. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like the 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 culture out there isn't one of like parent direct like parenthood like that because from their perspective if your parent is at home and your parent isn't working 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not making any money. So that's not really value. Like mm-hmm. they want them to be out of the house. They want mm-hmm. the kids to be independent. You know what I mean? So there's like not a lot of real monitoring of like what kids are intaking. So they're just I mean? listening to all the, the, the post juice Tupac. The the worst records. The worst I mean, you know, I mean and I only say the worst just in terms of like uh problematicness of content. Like the music of course is up and down in quality over time, but just like the worst themes mm-hmm. to give to a people you know, without any sort of explanation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just had the image of like a young African kid looking in the mirror in his bathroom, deadpan, eyes straight, just put the toothbrush down, wash his face, and he's like, I am a real nigga. Yeah. <laughs> and you he's know like, what I mean? no, no, you are a real I, I, and he's just going through it like brainwashing Man. himself. Man. I know that didn't happen in real life. But I, I bet you it had. I bet you it was happening right now. Yeah. Right this moment. Something like that's occurring, you know? Yeah. Like, it was really a trip. Anyway, so that was Africa. <laughs> you, how did you kind of get started kind of on this path of making the music that you like art well when it was art rap or dark comedy or whatever was there a uh like a initial kind of seed of inspiration the kind of was serengeti um kind of um i don't know i feel like me and him like he's been out there longer of course you went to uh, college other, right yeah so we were both rapping back then and i guess yeah he definitely got ahead of like some absurd things a little early he had this song back in college called uh this was like his hit back then it was called the dirtiest man alive <laughs> it was just like it was it was just all hollering crazy shit and crazy punchlines. I think it was what, yeah, remember yeah, it was like, it's, what noodle arm whimsy because you mentioned whimsical that, yeah. was it's like you know, that, yeah. whimsical yeah, yeah. and like yeah the, his idea of whimsy has been very influential like mm-hmm. in, in terms of something that I knew I wanted to do but didn't quite have the word for um like and that album of his like that album of his New Lauren Whimsy is kind of like a collaborative album it's like mm-hmm. a gang of other rappers yeah. on most of them aren't as good as him yeah. but like his solo songs on there did definitely like inform some of my aesthetic you know what I mean but uh I, I think you know my thing goes even back goes back as far as even just being a kid and just like watching shit like liquid television on MTV mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just the kind of 90s kind of weird experimental shit that was happening. And uh, just because there was just, there was so much money in the economy that all of the big media conglomerates had money to like waste on these little weird experimental things. And that's what I was always gravitate to. Like, Like you at the state? Yeah, all of the, yeah, hell yeah, the state. They must have got paid. They were on like MTV, right? Yeah, they were MTV. They were like MTV. I I, I like that barn folk sketch that they did. That one always stuck with me. No, I don't even remember that one. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I want to explain it, but it was just, <laughs> just basically. It's like I don't think any of the state sketches work if you explain them. <laughs> it is probably it's probably right. It's probably right, but just all that like that style of humor, yeah. like. Yeah, what were your favorite early comedic favorite things when you were? Um, kid? I used to watch a lot of like Jonathan Winters and shit, and he's a fucking crazy person. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. he would have specials where it'd just be like him in a bedroom wearing some big ass overalls, kind of rambling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I used to watch a lot of Gallagher. Like Gallagher was really fucking important to me. You know what I mean? You know he's like a bigot now. And like well, a you know crazy what? He, what he, he's not a bigot. What he is is he's a person who's his whole act now is what's <laughs> called street jokes, mm-hmm. which is just 
fucked up jokes like they used to like like they used to tell in like old bars and clubs yeah. and shit. And he changes his act depending on where he is in uh, the country. So if he's in the south, he'll say you know fucking shit that people from the south want to hear. You know what I mean? So like it's more that he'll just like he'll go there for the joke. You know. So you you're the first rapper I think to ever acknowledge the influence of Gallagher. Love Gallagher. Fucking really love like Gallagher. Never was into Gallagher. Never was into Carrot Top either. Well, okay, I saw this, like, Jonathan Winters had this one special when I was little that had Carrot Top on, and I was like, oh, okay, Carrot Top, that was kind of cool. I never, like, stayed into him, but, but, like, Carrot Top shit was usually, like, just the props, and it was just, like, just, like, oh, um, uh, um, uh, this chair has a back on it, look, I made a chair back, like, you know what I mean, like, yeah. some stupid shit, like, straight up, like, physical wordplay, but, like, Gallagher shit always kind of had this little, um, critical thinking element to it, too, um, that was kind of nestled the in the guy the watermelon. He was. He was. <laughs> I never got that out of it just because I saw him smash watermelon. But like, even, this fucking clown. Even even the watermelon smashing thing, it was meant to be a critique of like the um, the infomercials that were happening at that time because like food processing was big. Mm. And all he was saying was basically all these things they want you to pay for something to smash is food. Mm. And so he was like, well, I got a sledge matic You know what I mean? Mm. And then he started fucking breaking the watermelons. Like everything kind of came from that place of like mm. thought. But... You know, of course, he was like, I think his first tour, he was opening for fucking Kenny Rogers. You know what wow. I mean? So he's like playing arenas on his first tour. And he was saying like he learned pretty quickly like that the smart parts of his act weren't getting him over with the people in row 500. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? It was just the big gestures. Yeah. You know what I mean? So his act kind of got distilled down into that. Like Dan Cook. I mean, I don't know. I, I never really heard. Like I never Cook? heard early Dan Cook. So you know, I, I did actually when I okay. was. I used to go to the Laugh Factory a lot when I was. I was sixteen. Yeah. So Dan Cook was maybe twenty-one. So when you were sixteen and Dan Cook was twenty-one, he was the funniest person ever. Right. And then by the time I got to college, like five years later, I like YouTube or like it wasn't. It was like before YouTube, but I showed all my friends and I was like, this guy's hilarious. He's like, like watch E-Bombs World or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey kid, I'm a computer. <laughs> like, yeah, my 14.4 modem. <laughs> and then it's the worst modem. And then, uh, yeah, they're like, dude, Jazz, this is not funny. <laughs> I was like, I think you're right. I think I was just 16. Dude, I hate, dude, I, I swear to God, I'm, I no longer, I do not read reviews of shit in movies and I let, I allow myself to get my own opinion and guess what I think Dan Cook is fucking funny I saw Dan Cook live at the fucking comedy or the Laugh Factory or some shit randomly I went there like last year and I was like I laughed at I, I laughed at this shit there was a guy before that was edgy and kind of funny and like dark and snarky and I was like that was there's two things in there that made me laugh but this whole thing it made me laugh I think it's really like you know this I think it's really like every man like I feel like he's a he's a he he, he's a date comedian he's like fucking Kevin Hart or some shit like that you know I don't like, like Kevin Hart either yeah I don't you know what I like I used I, I used to be a huge Kevin Hart fan and I think it was just his last special, I wasn't in love with. What about with. Cat Williams? What do you say? I like Cat Williams. He's big. I've, 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 seen, I went to, I've gone to like Cat Williams' like arena show. Like, that yeah. motherfucker's amazing. Like, he had me crying. Dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? So crying. His Good. sketch about haters is probably one of the greatest. Sketch? Or his little bit oh, okay. on haters. Okay. Yeah. I, liked, I loved his Michael Jackson bit because it was like before Michael Jackson died. And it was like the first person I ever heard publicly saying like, that motherfucker touches children. Like, you know what I mean? like, it was just really tight. It was really tight to hear somebody not afraid to say how weirded out they were about Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Comedy is a strange art. I was talking about the other day. It's like, 
you look at comedians, I think there's no art form that's harder. Well, it's like rap maybe too. It's the, as you get older, that shit is hard. Comedy, you get like Eddie Murphy or something, who is probably the funniest person in the world, like at age 27 mm -hmm. and now. Even earlier than that actually. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Well, from pretty much from SNL up through Delirious right. or coming, you know, what? I've been to a distinguished gentleman's maybe the brave. <laughs> the last. But he was, you know, he, he, Bowfinger. Was, he, was, he was killing like it that. in New York comedy clubs even yeah. like way before that. Was a kid, right? Really? Yeah, like he was like 20, old. you know what yeah. I mean? Like That's killing crazy. it. Him and uh, Chris Rock was like, he also like, he put Chris Rock on. It was kind of the same thing. He saw this young black kid just murdering, you yeah. know what I mean? And like, and, and help put him on. Do you have, do you I have, love that camaraderie with that comedians tend, it is, tend to have. It is, it's very real. You know? It's Still? very real. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like, I, yeah. I like hanging out with comics uh, way more than I like hanging out with rappers except for, like, my close friend rappers. Yeah. Because, like, because they're all, they're equally, like, bitter, but... Yeah. There's actually money in their industry, so like, so like, there's, there's this a ray of hope. There's that little glimmer of hope that like you're going out and reading for a TV like someone, part. Well, you, know you look, I mean? at, you look like, at the Dana Carvey show, which was another thing that was one of my Dana favorite. Carvey. Dana Carvey show. Well, like I, the, when I was like, it had like three episodes, and it was like it had some weird like lactating something. Yeah, that, you know, Louis C.K. wrote that. Yeah, that's what, what I was saying. Yeah, Louis C.K. Well, wrote say, that part. The, if you look at it, it's Charlie Kaufman, Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Colbert was a writer on that show, and Whoa. yeah. I mean that is like the murderer's row of all. I mean that is I think the idea that like you know someone makes it and then you kind of get put on and then right. But all of those people, a lot of those people started writing with um with Conan. Oh yeah. And so like Conan kind of let them do their thing and, and they had the late night kind of weird slot. Yeah. But Dana Carvey show was supposed to like go right against like the main players. Yeah, it was, it was like it was, an, it was an ABC yeah, show. Was too well, now if it, it now if it aired, it'd be probably a phenomenon. Right, right. I think what was they saying? Yeah, they they had they had. The the, the the lactating sketches was, was they had they had Bill Clinton it was a lactating Bill Clinton they had yeah. Bill Clinton with like multiple mammary <laughs> yeah, yeah, like dog tits like, he was like lactating puppy like he was like <laughs> breastfeeding puppies <laughs> this is like you know, this is like ten o'clock yeah. it was like right after some hour it might long drama it might have been like nine yeah I think it was <laughs> nine. Because I was wasn't. definitely watching it. I watched like all four episodes. Well, that was weird. There were like a bunch of weird <laughs> '90s shows. Like I, I was also yeah. a big fan of Ned and Stacy. No, I don't remember, I don't remember that. Stacey. Charlie Kaufman was one of the writers on that show, which I didn't find until later. Because I was like, why is season so, one of Ned and Stacy the funniest thing ever? What, what's network was it on? It was on what? Fox. It was, a, it was a Thomas Hayden Church show. Okay. And he had for a job. He ends up marrying Stacy, who is uh, basically what's her name, the girl from Will and Grace, okay. Deborah Messing. Mm. Okay. It was basically Will and Grace before Will and Grace, but way funnier and way darker. And he's just a horrible New York, you know, some kind of executive, yeah. and it's just just cruel and mean to her. And like, it doesn't sound funny, but it was just no. I mean, I liked all all that. Like in the nineties, they really went hard on a bitch on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, can I say this? Like on the show Herman's Head. Uh, like, yeah, I love just... Herman's Head, man. Yeah. That's another show that was shit, out. That dude, show. Like, like, like that's the type of shit, man. If I'm like 10 o'clock, like 10 o'clock, I'm 10 years old, watching yeah. fucking these four people inside a guy's yeah. head that yeah. decide all of his like... You know what was brilliant was Get a Life on Fox. Get that a Life was, was amazing. Is that the one with uh, Chris Elliott? The dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's one of those underrated like, of all time. So as a child, I'm sitting there watching that stuff. Like, how do I not have a crazy imagination? Like, why would I Why would I do something normal? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If, like, these are the things to be totally honest, that were feeding me. You know those what I mean? shows were unpopular. Yeah, they were all unpopular. Those were every show. I mean, those were like the, the counterculture shows yeah. on TV. That's how I know it's destined. You for know failure. what though? But but the Simpsons was funny. Un un unpopular. Then it's kind of relative too because they might have been unpopular compared to like you know like the biggest shows, but Wings. there was still only like four networks. 
You know what I mean? Well, so this, even the unpopular shows. Well, the numbers still, had, still dwarf what a cable network would still get like today yeah, would probably kill. Got five you know what I mean? Million, yeah. This is what I can exactly. say is that school, like you know, the the show with uh, with Chris, uh, the Get a Life. Get a life. When I got yeah, to school, yeah. a school of a thousand kids, it was me and like two friends. Like, did you see Get a Life? Not everybody really? was like, not like everybody was like, nah. We was watching that. You know what I'm saying? But like, it was like, like after in Living Color, I think it was like Sunday Night Fox and even Saturday Night Live oh, in, yeah. in the '90s was you know. Was I think Saturday Night Live is always just. I haven't seen it in the last couple seasons, but yeah. you know, I, I mean, mean the Lonely Island drop sketch that the, the, the wait for the beat drop or whatever they did a uh, like did DJ dubstep okay. parody. It was good. Um, I think Kim Peele's uh, dubstep parody is more funny than that. Kim Peele's last two seasons have been fucking incredible, dude. Like I haven't, I mean, I haven't kept up. What do you watch now, um, Eric and Hannibal's? Uh, yeah, I watch I watch Eric Andre. I watch Kim Peele. I watch At Midnight a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's I know a the really guys good who show. actually created it, and they're good guys. Yeah, um, one of them used to be my uh, agent back when oh, I had an agent. Tight. Yeah. So you get we didn't one. sell anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no one, of course. Um, that's why I'm here. I was I was watching Fargo, watching Louis. I heard Fargo's really good. Fargo's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Louis, I was gonna say you. Do you see like a kinship with Louis C.K. in some way? Um, I mean, not until I do something that's like that. That much of a hit, I guess. Yeah, but he failed I mean? until he was like forty-five. Right. So if one, like once I. Wait, 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 wait. Fail is like off the top ropes with the elbow. Fail, fail, like you just said, he was writing for fucking TV. That's he true. was writing for Although, Conan. Life with Louis is terrible. I don't care what I love. You talking about Lucky Louis? Lucky Louis. I love Lucky Louis. I think of Life with Louis Louis Anderson. Life with Louis. the butter. Louis Anderson, I used to watch when I was a kid. I did too. Not funny. I love Louis. I love him. That cartoon was the best. Oh yeah. And my mom. Yeah. You know what's weird? It was Bebe's kids. It was a weird cartoon. That was the best. That was great. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's yeah. Robin Harris, who's a yeah. fucking genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? Robin he didn't write it. They just somebody like flesh out over over a skit that he had, right? Right, because that was just a bit that he had. Bit, he yeah. would he would have this baby kids bits, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, he was amazing too. Yeah, definitely. I I I, 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 <laughs> I had a thought, but now I don't. Yeah. Let's do the African dad voice. That saves everything. <laughs> but see, but no, but Louis C.K. He he did he failed at his own endeavors for a while. Like when she tried to direct Pootie Tang. What do you mean? That's a cult classic. Did he direct Pootie Tang? He did, but he hates it because the version that he directed isn't the version that came out. Like yeah. the studio went back and gutted it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can so. you imagine me the studio executive? <laughs> what are you doing, honey? Oh, I'm working on Pootie Tang tonight. But I mean, that's the thing. Is like, how do you? I don't even understand. Like, what the good version of Pootie Tang would look <laughs> okay, like? What? How do you like, edit? Pootie like, Tang. how do you even green light Pootie Tang and not expect something ridiculous? You know what I mean? Like, and I love Pootie Tang because I love the Chris Rock show. I love all of that shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's another thing where they had all them writers and everybody yeah. was involved. But yeah, he, you know, he did that and failed, and he did his own. He did Lucky Louie, which got canceled pretty fast. You know, um, why did these things get canceled though? Because they weren't popular enough. Yeah, they weren't working with whoever demographic. Yeah. The network so that's HBO. Well, that's also a fit. Like HBO doesn't really do thirty-minute comedy, and it was a thirty-minute comedy a, with a live audience. So basically, it was, it was like a two. Laugh track, it was a two-camera you know I mean? right, with a laugh dude. track, and it was like Arrested Development at the same time. I yeah. remember I was just like, eh. But uh, I like Lucky Louie a lot. I like though. Silicon Valley actually. I can't. I, you know what? So the the night that uh, Donald Sterling's audio came out, um, I think it was the second or third episode of Silicon Valley, and so like I had just heard that audio. 
and I was all fucking angry and shit. Oh, so you can't. And then, uh, and then I watched, I turned on Silicon Valley, and then the first black character I saw was the stripper lady. Uh, and I was and I was like I'm not gonna watch this anymore. Right, right. <laughs> like I was I was I was really just in a bad place, and I just decided that I wasn't gonna watch that yeah. show anymore. I mean, I it's not. Know, amazing, but it's I, not I, his, I, I hear it's good though. It's, it's not good. his best. I'm a big Mike Judge fan. It's not like the best Mike Judge. You know, it's not like I think Idiocracy. Is, Idiocracy and, is fucking amazing. Yeah, I love I love I fucking the, uh, the the fucking uh, I mean, Scarface. Yeah, office 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 upgrade. Office Space. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Scarface with yeah, two D's yeah. for a double dose of pimping. Yeah. Well, when that came out, and that's kind of the weird thing about comedy is. Uh, more than anything, like when something is kind of advanced, it just bombs really bad. Like when Idiocracy came out, I like I remember going to, not to be like, oh, but like they you know, there were people, but I, I went to the theater. I remember seeing it because I was a diehard Mike Judge fan, and Fox had a campaign to try to like they they were only released in two theaters because it did so bad at right. test. Like it was because it was basically just Mike Judge telling people that they're stupid. Yeah, right? and then and I remember you're going to be stupid, and the networks are making you stupid. And then I remember everyone like was like, "This is terrible." I mean, it got really, really bad reviews, and now like ten years later, BuzzFeed has a list of like the ten things in idiocracy that now are true. Right. I mean, Office Space didn't do well when it came no. out either, right? But it's like cult classic. Only Beavis and Butthead, I think, and King of the Hill. Yeah. Like only animation stuff has really like been huge for him. Because I imagine that, like, showing a, showing somebody a mirror of themselves that has fucking little dots pointing out all the fucking acne and crow's feet in it would, like, you know, you couldn't review that well. You'd be like, well, this sucks. Like but if it's a shit. cartoon, if it's like a fucking caricature that points out all your negative features, then you're like, ah, oh, this is cute. You know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a balance between, like, the lowbrow. I mean, look at Beavis and Butthead. That shit was real. A lot of it was really lowbrow. Mm -hmm. And that. Very. And some of it was, you know, really sly and kind of hilarious. Yeah, most of it, you know, was guy pulling his underwear over his totally, head. Like, I am out, like, like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It wasn't, yeah. that wasn't the high-mindedest shit in the world. I used to love that shit. Too. I loved it. I Hilarious. love Beavis and Butthead, man. But see, that that was from Liquid Television. That was yeah, that was yeah. a short on Liquid Television first. Like, that and The Head and, like, yeah. you know, a lot Ch of... The Chappelle's coming back now. Were you a... I mean, everyone was a big Dave Chappelle fan. Oh, dude, I was at this party in New York, dude. Um, and went to one of the after parties when Chappelle's doing his uh -huh. shows out in music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, musical Radio, Radio City, City musical. Yeah. yeah, and Chappelle was there, and Chris Rock was there. And, you were at this and, party. Yeah, and and Marlon Wayans was there, and Q Tip that's, was there. That's like, like that's the, the Black Illuminati. It was crazy. <laughs> you in the boule? It was it was sick. It was like that. The funniest thing though, because it was an after party, and I think we got there like two or three in the morning. Or Where was this like party? Uh, some spot in uh, Lower East Side. I forgot the name of it, mm -hmm. but it was like a hotel party thing, yeah. like the, in their hotel bar area or whatever and um so we got there like two or three around like four they turn on the lights on they really like kick everybody out or maybe it was three something like that i got the times messed up because i was drinking um but uh they turn on all the lights and they you know turn the dj off and then uh but Chappelle i guess isn't ready to leave <laughs> <laughs> so he like pulls out one of them like beat speakers out of his backpack which he's been wearing the entire time <laughs> and he's like standing on the table playing music of his beat speaker what was he playing Sylvester. uh what the only thing i remember is he played that damn lord song um <laughs> Royals? Play, yeah, he played Royals. The uh, Rick Ross version? I don't know. Original? I don't know. I wasn't listening very closely. But he was playing he was playing all kind of stuff. He was playing all kind of stuff. I can't get this thought out of my head. All this all of us talking about I mean, let me just get self-righteous a, a little bit right here. Mm -hmm. Talking about all these things that happened like in the nineties that were like 
you know, uh, or, or before these comedy things that are just like, you know, at the time, it, got, it wasn't treated like this, but then later everybody's like, that shit is genius. And low-key, I said this shit, I was on Intuition's podcast in this fucking very room. I said the same thing, I was like, I feel like, you know, especially with, with your record particularly, right? Mm -hmm. It's your best work, it's an amazing piece of work, Thank right? Thank you, I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, you gotta agree. This, this is facts, my nigga. Word. But, so... Facts, dance. You know, like, I imagine that like five years from now, you know, cause maybe you just, you're just ahead. Maybe you're just from the future, bro. You're just ahead. And so the, even these same writers that fucking, you know, did the, you know, gave it a, 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 a review that wasn't like, uh, you know, 10, which it should be, or maybe like 9.5, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe like they'll find themselves outnumbered one no, day. The shout, out by, to, shout out to Nate Patron because his pitchfork review was. No, good. don't say his name because then people will figure it out. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that wasn't that wasn't who you were taking shots at. No, I wasn't taking No, 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 no. What, this was some other shit. Really. No, I'm not even, taking, know, I'm yeah, not even, I'm not even yeah. taking shots, but I'm saying like, no. you know, I feel like, like the record dark comedy is one of those things like, like that shit might be like, you know, office space office space-ish, you know? Very likely. You know? Look, I mean, like yeah. with someone like Milo, who, like, mm -hmm. you were a big influence on Milo, mm -hmm. and now these kids that, you know, his audience is, like, 21, 22 years old, and now they understand, they almost, like, process that better than maybe people like our age that grew up on 90s hip-hop and late right. 90s hip-hop and early 2000s underground hip-hop, and, like, because it is, you know... It's different. Well, there's always that, you know, there's a, the famous quote from the art critic, you know, you have said this before, but, like, all profoundly original things look ugly at first. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. then your record doesn't look ugly. I don't, you know, I don't think it does either. Don't honestly, say that. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a pretty record. I think it's dark and pretty. Yeah, it is. You got Toy Light to kind of help with the. He helps. He the helps. Angela, the angelic crooning. Yeah, he adds dark prettiness to anything he touches. Mm -hmm. He's a great fit. You know. I think it's your best. Uh, it's your best musically. I mean, I do think it's your best record, but I think the music that that's the one thing that really. I think it stepped up the best. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think I just I think I just spent a lot more time on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think my approach to making an album in the past has been very much like I'm going to write this and release this statement sentence thing yeah. and it has to have these parts and go in this order and like this time I was like, Oh well let me just like make a bunch of songs I like. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And then like Oh, so this is like so. So to me, what makes this one you know better than a lot of things I've done in the past is just like it's 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 just like a collection of things that I've like worked the hardest on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean over the last like two years. You know what I mean. So I, I think it's just kind of made something. Where, what happened? Did I do something? It's okay. Um, like you know, it's just it's it's just a, it's stronger uh, from song to song than anything that I've done before. You know what I mean? Yeah, it flows though as a continue. I mean, the song that is uh the song with, with your, is it the Stamper comedy? Where is it yeah. the friends of, is that the one where you're listening to your friends, like some of my friends? I don't know what I'm talking about. Your friend. Oh, super, very super much here. money. All my friends, oh, it's very, very much money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is pretty haunting too. Cause it's, you know, as we talked about that in the episode with DC, but it's just kind of like a, at a certain point, like happiness might be like, you know what I mean? Like happy, like it's tough to define happiness, especially yeah. when you're having a career where there's not really like goals that you can achieve, or you're like, oh, now I'll be happy. Yeah, no, there's. I, I don't. I don't think there's a such thing as success in in any any entertainment 
uh, unless I mean I would wonder if Louis C.K. feels successful now, or or if he's still just if yes. if he's found something else to rail against. Because I'm sure there's somebody at some network somewhere telling him no for something. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and whoever that is is going to be like you know that's going to be the thing keeping you from feeling like well, you. it's easy because Louis C.K. is not he's not making Modern Family or some huge blockbuster show. Right. You know what I mean? So it's always going to be. I mean, unless you are. You know, I don't know who the the guys Chuck are. Chuck Lorre or some shit. Yeah, like I mean, just Chuck. And then, but then you're like, well, everyone thinks you're a hack, right? So you right, make, so you can't be happy. You can't really win. in that sense. Well, to be popular, that's on fucked it, up, ain't it? No, it's, it's, I think that's when you just have to really well, have to Zach, learn to tune them out. I, guess. I interviewed Zach Braff, and you know, he did Scrubs and shit. Yeah, and that was kind of fascinating too, because you know, he was he couldn't even get like a sequel to Garden State made because because wow. everyone was just like. No, like even Garden State, like, you know, he's like this big sitcom actor making a couple million bucks a year. Probably more. He probably made like 10 million bucks a year by the end. But the only reason why even Garden State, which, you know, not my favorite movie, but it's kind okay, of... It's okay yeah, movie, yeah. No. You know what? Like, he tried. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Because, yeah, it he, wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. No. And, uh, but the only reason why that even got made was because I'm just random, like, multi-million. The brother of the guy who owns the Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert, his brother, I had tons of money from something and just gave him two and a half million bucks like go make the movie you want to make yeah. this is like a random lucky thing so yeah just... and they say like even the biggest direct like Scorsese still has trouble getting movies made yeah you know I mean like well, yeah. Charlie Kaufman had to use Kickstarter and I think he's the biggest genius writer of the last I mean I think I, I can't I can't stress enough how much I think like the difference in the economy has made such a huge impact on like what can get made like yeah. in the 90s all of this shit would have gotten made yeah we'd all be way better off just because it'd be like made for tv at least if it sucked right it'd right, be like made yeah. straight to vhs something, or something like or, that. and then they had you know these cable channels that will put anything out like you know this there was just so many more options when, i mean there are options now it's just it, i mean there's actually more options i think now it's just the pie the slice of the pie is much smaller yeah and, and so the it's production like, costs have to be way what's well, like do you even remember when we you know we talked about this in that episode with eric andre but like where we met with him that one time we were thinking about doing a show and eric's like yeah. Oh yeah, I'm doing this, but like he had to do everything himself just right. to get a show. Like it wasn't like they're like, oh, you're a genius. You're you remember? You remember he showed us that little five minute Sizzler thing, like that he funniest. made before. Like he had to make that before he could even get he a had show. To make a show like, to get a he had show. To make five minutes of the show, and he was already to get like, the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but didn't isn't that the equivalent of like fucking cutting the demo though? It, I mean, is, it is, except that, you know, it's just, it's just way lower cost, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but to yeah, get yeah. anything original done, you almost have to show it. Like, even, mm-hmm. like, I'm not a, it's always something a Philadelphia fan, but, the, you know, they had to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Workaholics guys had to do something similar. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... They had to make it, and then You have it. to make it, too. Well, it's just, and that's just what it comes down to. I think you have to do a lot of stuff for free. Yeah. I mean, look at our podcast. We don't do any of this shit for... We don't get paid. So, donate, mm-hmm. listeners. Y'all ain't got no ads yet? <laughs> You said that shit made me feel so bad the I'm way you fucking that. said that y'all shit. Y'all you sounded like, you sounded like a, your dad. I felt like I was working in a fucking shoe store and a bitch came in for Jordans. <laughs> y'all ain't got the Jordans. I'm just saying though. Y'all's weak. How many, how, what number episode is this for real? What number episode is this? For real. Like 70, this is like the 78th or something. I mean. Uh, or it might be the 75th. Y'all ain't holler that Audible yet? <laughs> Audible, they sponsor them to anybody. You I love you, like Adam I don't. And Eve. I think they used to. Let's, um, let's Adam and Eve. I'm gonna find some. I still every day. I'm like, I'm gonna find a weed store. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm gonna go to one and find it. Let's keep it real. You know me. Uh huh. You know, I don't want anybody's like, like unless it's a good uh, a, a large chunk of money. I don't want anybody's name. I don't want a fucking sticker 
I don't want a fucking decal on my podcast unless it lines up with my sensibilities. Uh, so, sure. no, you know, I, 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 like, this is a product that I fucking use. If it's fucking, you know, Trojan ultra thin condoms, some shit like that, which I don't fucking use, but that's just a fucking... <laughs> don't use no ultra thin, nothing. <laughs> Not the way. Or, but you know, it's some shit that I fucking like if it was fucking uh, intelligentsia coffee or some shit, you know? I'm certain. Like, well, I'm about it. Well, but, uh, who got the coffee? Mark Marin got a coffee sponsor, I guess. I would love a co- yeah, I would love you know a coffee I mean? like, sponsor. Mm-hmm. Y'all can get that shit. Yeah. Y'all got that shit. All right. That's that's like seventy deep. Y'all can get that shit. You know, I guess all they want to know is that you're like continuing to do this shit. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm afraid of commitment, man. That's my <laughs> I just I just don't I don't know. I don't know if it'll work out. What if they fucking you know, what if they don't like us or what if we don't like them? Or like, you know, they what if we all, like each other too they, much? All they you know? do is give you money cause and then y'all got numbers too. Y'all get hella people to download it. Like that's everything they want is this an audience and consistency. That's all yeah. they want. And they give you guys right. money to say their name occasionally. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? what I'm saying. They were, they got practice. all kind of demands and shit. <laughs> I'm used to the way I'm living. <laughs> I wake up in the we morning. We live free. <laughs> My podcast gonna have ads on it, goddammit. <laughs> oh yeah, when is that dropping? Uh, August. Nice. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. On NPR. Welcome. No, not on NPR. It's like but NPR affiliated. Yeah, produced by American Public Media. Uh, we produce like, you know, This American Life and Splendid Table and all that fly stuff. What else? So what else are you doing? What are your plans for the rest of the year? Um, rapping at places away from my house. Mm-hmm. So um, you want another tour after this? Yeah, a little weird tours though. Like I'm going up the coast next week. I'm doing like uh, San Francisco and then it'll already uh, be. Even. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, I'm in it. Oh, I got that Hopscotch Music Festival in Raleigh, North Carolina. That looks super, tight. Super tight. Yeah. You're playing with fucking uh, what's up? Playing. Oh, yeah, are they playing oh, like, St. Vincent's St. Vincent. <laughs> Not Chloe in that <laughs> right. yeah. We need to get her on shots fired Yeah man And then let me come in that day So I can stand in the corner And look at her weird Yeah Like mm. now play the guitar Oh man <laughs> Chloe in the afternoon We figured out what that song meant on tour But we can tell nobody <laughs> Chloe in the afternoon Because that's like afternoon. morning delight I'll tell him afternoon. <laughs> I'll say it. No one else no, was there. No. I went into this place by myself and I came out and told them the story. But basically, I went to a strip club in Albuquerque, New Mexico, while everybody was sound checking, and it was in the middle of the day. And I met a stripper named Chloe. She was very tweaky. Her teeth were fucking dangling all over the place. Oh, God. And she was she got off work, but she decided to stay there and just talk with us and then get back on work. And then uh, her name was Chloe's. And then when she went on, I went to the DJ and I had them play. Uh, what's that song we were playing on the road? Oh, uh, the blow, True Affection. Blow. I made her dance. <laughs> I made this methy old lady, forty old lady, <laughs> dance the True True Affection. And I had the DJ try to mix that shit in with Shake That Laffy Taffy because <laughs> I think they're the same beat. It pretty much is. And you are a true hero of modernity. He is. <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah. Dark comedy. Go buy it from iTunes and Amazon and Bandcamp. Buy all three of them. They're the same, but buy them three times mm-hmm. each. Yeah. Bandcamp is a physical? No. But you can have them buy the physical as well. You can buy the physical at all of the Amoebas, and then they got an Access Hip Hop and Fifth Element, all the places online where you can buy the rap music physically. They have it yes. there. 
So yeah, go buy it and have it and listen to it and play it and and and, and rate it and, and review it and love that. Vlog yes. it. Yeah, definitely vlog it. Oh no, don't vlog it. I saw one guy's <laughs> one guy's little his his bootleg Fantano review. Oh, I could have died laughing. He's like he looks just like another like he's a scrum a, a scrum. I know which one you're talking about. Because Fantano's kind of diesel these days. Fantano's <laughs> huge. I couldn't believe how big Fantano is. Fantano's benching like three twenty. <laughs> Reverse curling 180. Oh my god, he is like doing push ups while he's listening to Death Grips, man. He's really. He's oh! <laughs> what the thing? <laughs> yeah, buy it and rate it and review it. Um, Anthony Fantano was the only person sanctioned the video blog. And if anybody else will come find you and purge you, don't do that. I hate it a lot. Shots fired.